I'm Shanna Hutchison, dietitian, blogger, and mama, born and raised in the heart of the Midwest. I believe that wellness goes way beyond what we eat and that our body size does not determine our worth. I am passionate about showing other women how to live a life they truly love, one that feels purposeful, that helps them feel their best physically, mentally, and emotionally, and that being a mom can be one of the best things you ever do without it becoming your entire identity. This is a place you can come to hear vulnerable and interesting conversations about health and wellness, motherhood, entrepreneurship, and more. If you want to find freedom with food, learn how to improve your overall well-being, and stop waiting for a number on the scale to start living your best life and go after your goals, then you're in the right place. I'm so excited to learn and grow together. This is the Wellness for the Win podcast. You want to wear them? Uh-huh. Can you speak into the microphone? Say hello. Hello. Say, I'm Rhett. Hello. <laughs> what else do you want to say? Bye, You want to say, I love you, Mama. I love Mama. You say, thank you, Mama. Thank you, Dada. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, Mama. <laughs> thank else? you, Dada. Yes. Thank you, Mama. <laughs> there you go. What else do you want to say? What did we have for dinner, Bubba? Tacos. Tacos? Did we have avocado? Yeah. Cool. And bananas? Bananas. And sweet potatoes? Sweet potatoes. Deer? Deer. You say goodbye. Goodbye. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show, and happy freaking April. We are officially one month away from baby month, which is wild. I am praying that this baby boy decides to stay in there until May, um, ideally until his due date, really. I would like him to be fully cooked, if possible, just like Rhett, and to have, honestly, more time to get things ready, because as of right now, I feel like I'm unprepared, So, but I'm also recording this a few weeks early, so hopefully, <laughs> doubtful, in a few weeks, I will probably <laughs> be, be equally unprepared and, yeah, be scrambling at, at the last minute. Just like everyone says, you know, with a second baby compared to your first, you just kind of like put things off because you're busy with, you know, your first child and all of a sudden your due date is right around the corner. So anyway, the past couple times I've put up a question box on Instagram, I've gotten some of the some repeat questions over and over. So I figured I would do a quick, hopefully quick ish solo episode on these topics because I feel like they're too loaded to just address in a quick story slide. So the questions I'll be addressing today are how did we know we were ready for baby two? How did we know we were ready for kids in the first place? So I guess I'll speak on both, you know, the first and the second time. And lots of people asked what made us decide we were going to be done after two kids because I've openly shared multiple times that I'm 95 to 99% sure (laughs) that this is my last pregnancy. So first, let's start out with how did we know we were ready for kids in the first place? So um, the first time around, and I apologize, I've kind of talked about this before. So if I'm repeating myself I'm sorry, but the very first time I've got I got pregnant, it was a total surprise. So we were not actively trying at the time. I had just recently got off of birth control. So it just it came as a complete shock. Um, with that said, we were planning to start trying a few months after that. But when we first found out I was pregnant, even though we were like, holy shit, 
this is happening. (laughs) We immediately felt really excited and really ready for that journey, even though it was just happening a little bit earlier than we expected or planned. And then, of course, I ended up having my, that was when I had my loss, um, and we were obviously devastated. And that whole experience just further solidified how badly we really did want to be parents and how ready we did feel. So I guess I should also rewind and speak about how we decided even before that that we were wanting to start trying in the near future. Um, At that point, we had been dating for probably, I don't know, six years or so and married for two and a half maybe. And we personally just felt ready to take that step. Um, You know, that was just kind of, everyone is different, but we had always known that we both wanted kids. That was, you know, part of our plan. And, you know, of course, something that we hoped would be possible for us. And that was just around the age that we ideally kind of wanted to start growing our family. And so at that point, we had my niece um, at the time and we loved spending time with her. So that gave us some good practice and good exposure, just like watching my brother and sister-in-law become parents. And we also had several close friends who were entering that season of life. So I'm definitely not saying like we wanted to get pregnant because everyone around us (laughs) was getting pregnant. Obviously, you know, don't do it just because everyone else is doing it. But rather, we just felt like we were in a season that we also were ready to take that step. And we knew that we had some good support around us, which is really helpful. Honestly, it's it's nice to have people who are in the same season of life around you who can understand, um, who can relate to you, who you can ask questions of. Um, and all of that stuff. So that was just an, a nice bonus. It was definitely not the reason that we chose to start growing our family. So kind of back to, again, you know, that first initial pregnancy was when I had my miscarriage. If you want to hear more, more details about that story or if, if you know anyone who's going through a loss who might benefit from also hearing it and relating to it, you can scroll back to episode five. I can link that in the show notes for you guys too if you're interested. So now moving on to when we felt ready for baby two. So Again, I think everyone is totally different with this, has different timelines in mind. And on top of that, I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, the timeline, quote unquote timeline, unfortunately, isn't always up to us or it's not a choice that we get to make. Right. I know that we we are extremely fortunate to have had the ability to get pregnant twice naturally. I know there are so many people who struggle with infertility or secondary infertility or have multiple losses all the things. So if you're in that place, if you're struggling with that, my heart goes out to you. I know that's so hard. I can only speak to having a loss. I can't speak to infertility or, you know, never being able to get pregnant. So I know that that's really challenging. So with that said, I personally was not ready at all the entire first year of Rhett's life. (laughs) Um, I know, again, I know some people are ready really quickly to get pregnant again and have siblings fairly close in age. Um, And I don't know if it was partly due to the fact that I was breastfeeding until 15 months. We weaned up at 15 months, but I just literally could not like imagine expanding my heart to welcome another baby into our family for a really long time. It was just like completely off the table (laughs) for me, especially in like the first six to eight months or something. And then as we got closer to a year, it was like, kind of a slight possibility, but still I was I was nowhere near ready. And so again, everyone is totally different. Try not to worry about anyone else's timeline or pressure from society or your family or anything like that. Because I do remember vividly around the one year mark is when people start to feel comfortable like jokingly asking, when are you going to have another one? <laughs> right. And again, I know these people are like well-meaning and Thankfully, we were not like trying or struggling at the time, but yeah, we just just weren't ready at that time. And honestly, we were just really enjoyed having time with Rhett alone for as long as we did. And 
again, above all else, I think truly think it's so important to be on the same page as your partner. And I think Ethan and I had discussed before that we did not really have a desire to have two children under two. (laughs) We wanted them to be a little bit more spaced out. I think we always had it in our mind that our oldest would be around that two and a half to three-ish age. Um, Rhett will be a little under two and a half, which I know is not a massive difference (laughs) from having two under two. Um, But that spacing just felt good for us and our family. And honestly, where we both were mentally at the time. So, you know, when I got pregnant, Rhett was around 18 months or so. We were getting really good sleep. Just, again, mentally, especially for me, you know, as the mom and the one who's going to be pregnant again, (laughs) um, I just felt like I was in a good place. I was ready. Um, We both felt ready. So, again, I fully stopped breastfeeding at 15 months. I got my period back around 14 months. Um, At that time, we were only nursing probably, gosh, I'm trying to think, Toward the end of our journey, we were only nursing at night before bed um, and I wasn't pumping or anything during the day. So finally got my period back. And so we decided around that time that we were going to we weren't going to not try, but we weren't like actively trying. So, again, a huge blessing. I know that's hard to hear if you're struggling with infertility, but we were we were just really blessed this time around to get pregnant fairly quickly and without stress. I did happen to be tracking my ovulation the month that we got pregnant, mostly because I was curious, honestly, and wanted to just just to make sure that I was ovulating because since I had just gotten my period back um, after such a long period of time not having it, and I kind of just wanted to know like, okay, am I ovulating? A, and when is it happening? If so, so I could be prepared if we were going to be trying in the next couple of months. Um, And so then I just happened to realize that I was ovulating on the day that we had sex. So I knew that there was a possibility that maybe I'd get pregnant um, or that I'd be pregnant. And sure enough, I was. So and I kind of talked about that in my announcement episode, too. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. I think uh, the timing of it, it's just kind of crazy, like looking back anyway, because it just was it just happened to happen. So, um, yeah, so we kind of just knew that we would be pretty content with that age gap if we were lucky enough for everything to kind of align between the kids, again, because of how we both felt mentally. And honestly, again, just being in a good rhythm with Rhett, having better sleep, and also finally feeling like I I could open my heart and my mind to the possibility of loving another baby, which is, which again, was really hard for me to do for a really long time. Like I completely can see why people decide to have one child and stop there because like, It's hard for me to imagine right now because baby two has not arrived yet, but and everyone assures me, you know, your heart just doubles in size and it's great and all these things. But, you know, when you have your first, it's like, how can anything ever compare to the love that you feel for this child? Um, So I'm I'm just excited to experience that love again. Um, I know it'll be different and unique and a a new relationship, but I think it'll be just really amazing. And of course, you know, seeing Rhett be a big brother and then interact with each other, I know will be so special and just, it's still honestly wild (laughs) to even think about. Um, But anyway, like I said, I I can understand why people have one child and call it good because your first child, it it just feels like nothing can ever compare. But anyway, so I mentioned in the episode where I announced my second pregnancy, that I experienced a lot of anxiety in the first trimester. And I wanted to share that and I'll link back to the episode in the show notes for you guys because I've recently gotten a lot of DMs from fellow expecting moms who are struggling with the same feelings, especially those who are expecting their first. First trimester is a mindfuck. It is really hard 
And I wish I had better advice on how to like combat that anxiety. But honestly, I what I did was just try to kind of stay busy and distract myself. Um, I tried to stay as positive as possible because I just try to remind myself like being super negative or assuming like worst case scenario is only going to steal my joy. So, you know, even if something bad were to happen, like I don't want to spend the whole time that I do have with this baby inside me feeling, you know, negative or thinking bad thoughts basically. So again, I just, I just tried my best to stay positive. Honestly, journaling can be really helpful. I found it super helpful to tell people close to us early on so I didn't feel so isolated. So I personally highly recommend that if you're in that space right now because otherwise you're just like totally in your own head and a lot of times talking to your partner, at least in my experience, Ethan, I love you so much, but you're not, they, they just don't, they don't get it. It's just totally different for the person who's carrying the baby. <laughs> so um, yeah, tell tell some people close close to you, whether that's your mom or your best friend or you know anyone who can relate to what you're going through. I feel like I've probably sounded like a little bit of a broken record lately with some of the ads that I run or just like affiliates that I share because I'm using a lot of the same things in this season of life, like my prenatals and the workouts that I'm doing during pregnancy and things like that. So instead, I wanted to point you to a couple of resources that you might find helpful. I have so many blog posts um, on my website at wellnessforthewind.com regarding motherhood. Um, Especially I want to point out my baby registry must-haves post because I think as expecting moms, especially for the first time, we think we need a jillion things and all of the (laughs) most expensive things. But I want you to know that you don't necessarily need that. Um, There's just, you know, I I worked hard on this post to kind of narrow it down to the things that we genuinely used and loved and found necessary and helpful. So I'm going to link that for you in the show notes. Again, that is my baby registry post. So it includes things like the bassinet that we used, the uh, swaddles that we really liked, the burp rags that we loved, Um, that kind of stuff. So practical things, nothing like extravagant, but hopefully it'll just be helpful. So I'm going to link that up for you and let's get back to the show. And so finally, why do we feel so certain that we want to stop at two kids? This has been a really popular question. (laughs) Um, You know, everyone says never say never completely get that. And I know that baby two has not even arrived yet, but I feel like both of us will, but I feel like I especially will be at capacity with two kids as far as like my energy, like financially for us, space wise, logistically, all the things like we have we have plenty of room in our home. But with two kids, I feel like we will be comfortable and not like bursting at the seams, especially considering we just moved here um, and we would like to stay put for a very long time. And also we are thinking, you know, practically and logically. And the truth is, the reality is kids aren't cheap, right? They they cost money. Two kids feels very doable and comfortable for us. And again, we don't feel like we will be super stretched with like we might with more kids, um, you know, because every time every time you go on vacation, you need another airplane ticket or every time you go out to dinner, you need to buy another dinner. <laughs> um, so, you know, it adds up. And that's I think, you know, realistically, we have to kind of consider that. Obviously, you can make things work. But again, it just that's what feels good for us. And 
Um, we also like the thought of being man to man instead of being outnumbered. <laughs> um, and again, you know, our second baby isn't here yet, but I'm already, of course, I'm already like intimidated by the thought of juggling two all by myself. I know that that will obviously get easier with time. We'll figure it out. Once upon a time, I felt terrified at the thought of getting out of the house alone with Rhett. So I know that it's possible. <laughs> um, I know that you you learn and you grow and you adapt and things get so much easier over time. But, you know, I just like the fact that when we have two and, you know, when they grow up, if they're doing activities, there's two of us as well. So I don't know, it just feels easier to kind of make things happen. And, you know, again, just thinking about when they get older, there's pros and cons of all combinations of genders and numbers of kids. And it's a completely personal decision. It's funny because now my mom is in her 60s and she has, you know, just my brother and I. So I have an older brother and then it's me and they have two kids and we'll have two kids soon. And she's like, now she's wishing that she would have had more kids and even bigger family. And so she had more grandkids, et cetera. But it's easy to say that in hindsight, right? Like I don't want to be stretched thin for the next 10 years, like during the harder years when they're really young. um, I think I'll already feel plenty stretched with two kids, a full-time job, my business, my marriage, friendships, family, making time for myself, ideally, every once in a while. Um, and I again, I think ahead to the future when our kids will be in school and participating in sports and activities. I don't want to be running crazy every single night from soccer to basketball to drum lessons and all the things. <laughs> like I want to occasionally be able to slow down and just enjoy family time. And with more more kids comes more activities and more cost, etc. And also to, you know, this is a conversation for down the road because, you know, we're way, way far away from like school activities at this point. But I think like it's so important to set boundaries around that kind of thing. Like these days, you know, as a dietitian, I, I talk to so many families, you know, and parents who they're like struggling to eat healthy because they're like, well, we're running from activities, you know, one activity to the next four nights a week. And I'm like, gosh, I don't want that. <laughs> like I get, I understand like wanting to give your kids all the opportunities and let them participate in all kinds of things. And honestly, that's what my childhood looked like too. Like we were both playing multiple sports and had all kinds of things. But I just think about like, I don't know. It's it's a tricky thing. I, I think it's probably a tricky balance. And again, something we'll have to navigate way in the future. But setting boundaries, I think is important and having like a limit on certain things. So you can also occasionally rest and relax and enjoy just like being with your family and being home. Um, I'd be curious to hear people's thoughts on that from from people who have like school aged kids and how you navigate that, because I can just imagine it's hard to, again, to kind of have a good balance between letting them do all the things that they want to do, but also not feeling like everyone is constantly running around like a chicken with their head cut off because that just does not sound fun. And again, the cost, I think, is is important to consider as well. Um, obviously, I mean, school sports don't always, they shouldn't really cost money typically, although I know there's some costs associated with them, but versus like club sports and things like that. But anyway, but I know that some people will also argue that you know, like I said, you know, more kids equals more activities and more costs and all these things. But I know that some will also say with more kids comes more fun and more love and all of those things, which is also completely true. Every I think every season of parenthood will have its own joys and its own challenges, no matter how many kids you have. 
So obviously you have to do what you feel is best for your family and have conversations with your partner about what feels good for both of you. And again, thankfully, Ethan and I are on the same page and feel good about this decision. And again, never say never, I suppose, but we are fairly certain at this point that that is what we want to do. And yeah, so and also too, like thinking about this second pregnancy, just like how much it differs (laughs) from the first, like you know, thankfully at the time I'm recording this, I'm like 32 weeks and overall it has been a great healthy pregnancy. I'm feeling good for the most part, but you just like grow so much faster. I have like a belly button hernia, which is the, thankfully it's not painful, but it's not attractive. Um, and I just like worry about the recovery after I'm hoping that, you know, again, I have no idea what my birth experience is going to look like. I'm hoping that my recovery looks okay. But I just know that with each pregnancy, it seemed to get harder on the mom and our bodies and <laughs> as far as like the actual pregnancy itself, but then the recovery afterward. Um, and I just feel like I want to call it good after two <laughs> um, for for a variety of reasons. And I just don't want to like push my body so hard because it is really demanding. It's it's demanding and also to nursing. You know, I plan to breastfeed again and as much as I love breastfeeding and I loved it with Rhett um, and we'll hopefully have a good experience again, it's also very physically demanding. So there's just so many things to consider, you know, so many factors and things we have to think about as both the mom and just parents in general, you know, and with your partner. Um, so yeah, just, just important to have that, those conversations. And again, I would really enjoy hearing from you guys on this topic. Like how many kids do you have? Is that what you originally envisioned or planned for your family or how did it change along the way? And again, I know I have to acknowledge it's not always a choice. We don't always get to decide for a wide variety of reasons. So I'd be curious though, to hear from you guys on, on your, your thoughts and your feelings and, Um, Hopefully I didn't like totally trigger people (laughs) who have who have any number of kids for any number of reasons. But um, again, that's just our personal experience, our personal decision. Everyone is different. You have to do what feels best for you. So don't let me influence you on your family plans. (laughs) Um, That's just kind of what we feel good about. Um, So, yeah, that's that's that. I also do have a marriage related podcast coming out soon that actually, I don't know when that's that's going live compared to this episode. But anyway, that'll be a helpful one to listen to as well um, that maybe will just encourage or spark certain conversations as well with your partner so you can determine how to be aligned and make uh, make decisions together. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, at the time that this goes live, I will be a little bit under a month out from my due date, which is May 15th, um, May 10th or May 15th. I don't know. They keep going back and forth. I'm going with May 15th. My birthday is May 18th. I'm just curious to see what he decides to do. But I'm probably going to batch record a bunch of solo episodes to go live in the weeks and months following baby's arrival so I can take a break from work. Um, Hopefully in the first month or so, do like the bare minimum as far as work goes. Um, So if you have any other requests for solo episodes, whether that's like motherhood related or nutrition or random lifestyle things, or if you want Ethan to come on again, um, shoot me a DM and let me know what topics you're interested in hearing about. Um, Sometimes it's fun to just like do random ass episodes like this where I'm just like chatting and talking about random things and you know it doesn't always have to be so serious and educational I think Um, so if you feel the same way if you enjoy these please let me know 
And and of course, if you're enjoying the show, please, please consider taking a minute to leave a rating and review or send the link for this episode to a friend who might enjoy it. Your shares and your listens mean more than you know, and they really help to grow my show. So thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. And I will talk to you next week. Can you say wellness for the win? <laughs> That's hard. Can you say wellness? Wellness. Can you say for the win? You say thanks for what? Thanks for listening. Give us a- Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Good job, baby. I hope you enjoyed this episode and took away some tips or wisdom that you can apply to boost your health and happiness starting today. If you did, I would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review to help other women like you find my show and get inspired to start living a life they love. Also, take a quick screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at wellness for the win so I can see why you love today's show. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time.